A's, two A's in America. Uh huh. Three K's, two A's, America. Uh huh. Three K's, two A's in America. Damn, I feel amazing. Damn, damn, we got a bomb. And welcome back to the podcast dojo. That's right. It's black on both sides. I am one half of your host, King Kunta 3X. The other half is the world renowned, locally known, and universally accepted. Matter of fact, nine out of ten dentists support my brother here. And that tenth dentist, well, he's just an asshole. Give it up for Mr. Be Honest. Be Honest, how you doing, B? <laughs> I'm good, man. I don't know what's wrong with that tenth guy. Get him out of here. He's bought. He's in, he's in the pocket. He's in the pocket of Big Dental. That's whose pocket he's in. Yeah. But uh, I want to I wanna say that, you know, to our listeners who knew, last week we were on our, our non-neglected brother, Baylor the Great. We were on his show, and we didn't quite finish the topic. And in listening to the podcast after it was done, I realized what BTG was setting up. Be honest, did you see what he was setting up? This was not actually a one offer. This was supposed to be like a, it's like, be honest, do you watch the WB? Da, of course is that, not, you grown is, ass man. Is that a network still? Yeah, it is. Oh, wow. Well, no, I'm sorry, the CW, I'm sorry. Is that Same a network shit. still? Yeah, it is. Oh, wow. So you got this show, Arrow, and Flash, and Supergirl. And oh, once no. I don't watch a year, they that. do a crossover. You with me? No, I'm with you. I just don't watch any of that corny stuff. Yeah, I don't watch that shit either. But in any event, so what Baylor was not proposing a one-off show, he was proposing a Rare Sonnets crossover podcasting event where we go beyond Blast Ultra. He wanted us to have a, a, an event. So part two of the, the Black on Both Sides Baylor Chronicles needs to happen, and I think it might need to happen on Black on Both Sides. So food for thought. Yeah. Listeners, you're hearing this as I'm saying this to be honest. So we're going to noodle over that. Think about it. Also, be honest, have you heard about the meeting? Meeting. Um, is it black stuff? Uh, no. Well, kind of. It's black and white stuff, mostly burnt orange stuff. The meeting between my burnt orange boot and that red and black Georgia ass coming up. Oh, please. When is that? When so is the actual game, man? Early January, like after the first. So we got to figure out a bet, man. We got to get on this and figure out something. Listeners, while being, Be Honest and I are mulling over exactly what the hell we're going to bet, because why? Reasons. Uh, please feel free to contact us. Either drop an email, rarescience.com, to Black on Both Sides, or in the Slack room, and let us know what you think Be Honest and I should uh, consider for a wager on our bet between the two alma maters, the two schools that are nearest and dearest to our hearts. Be honest, pretending he's a Georgia Bulldogs fan. I don't know why. And I, of course, for those who don't know, I'm a University of Texas alum, and I loves me some burnt orange, hook em horns. So we're going to do this. So let us know. Give us, a, give us some ideas on what we should rage, wager on this, because this is a big deal. This is a big deal. I mean, if we don't bet on this, then it's like it never happened. And if it never happened, then like, what are we doing? Is life really worth living? University of Georgia is not my alma mater, mater, but it is the football school here in in the Atlanta area. So they are my team. And I don't think that you're being honest with the listeners or with yourself even about, like you guys are way outclassed here. And I mean, I know that... (laughs) I know that I know that we got oh, sloshed shit. by Alabama, oh. and I know that you know what I'm saying we've had trouble. But yeah, so I'm drinking a glass of wine right now. That shit literally almost came out of my nose. Well, no, I'm just saying that George is a one percenter school. Like of all the football schools, there are, there are some that are in the one percentile, and that where George is one of those schools. I think the University of Texas Longhorns has been since 1883. No Thank no you. Way. Okay. No way. You guys disappeared. You're not a football school. Your, t- your team hasn't been good. Let me championship show you. Hey, listen, you're not a 1% saying, school. That's all that's I'm what, saying. That's about skins on the wall. I mean, you won when matter. it was weak. You won when the, when everything was weak, man. It's, you're not a 1% oh, school right. right now. That now, boy right Vince now, Young was undeniable right now, when he came through. Right now, you're not a 1% of school. You lucked up and got into a bowl game with a, with a, with a, well, not luck, bad luck. You have bad luck and jumped into a bowl game with a beast. You're not prepared for what's about to happen to you guys. I mean, it's, it's really kind of funny that you think this is like something that people should bet on. Like, there's no reason to bet on this team. You're not, there's no way. Debo, you're outclassed here. Debo is about to get fucked up by Craig. 
That's what's about to happen. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Anywho, listeners, let us know what you think we should put on this. And in the meantime, we'll we'll think about this and we'll let you guys know our our bet before the game, which is I believe is in the first or second week of January. So we'll go from there. Y'all need more time than that. Maybe like the fourth week of January or something. Maybe the seventh week of January. Even though he's not from Texas, he does espouse uh, a certain viewpoint of Texas, which is stay ready so you don't got to get ready by my homeboy Sugar Free from Pomona. Oh, boy. So we stay ready. So whatever, be honest. You're going to see it. You're going to see it. No, no, you're going to feel it. You're going to feel it. Besides, Georgia as a staff, a record label, and as a crew in sports, they're not good as shit, but soccer. That's what we learned. <laughs> soccer and strip clubs oh, and voter boy. suppression. That's Georgia. And podcast networks. And peaches. There you go. All right. So <sighs> I got something I want to talk about. It's kind of personal. You give me a minute, be honest. Take your time. I need your, I need your, I need your feedback. I need listener feedback. I need your feedback. I need advice on this situation. Now, when Kunta was in his twenties and his teens, he was a parting ass, parting ass dude. He would party all the damn time. He would do the damn thing on and on and on to break it down. But as Kunta got older, eh. About 10.45, eh. By 11, eh. About 12, well, shit, you about to fuck up my next day. Be honest, you ever been in a party that went on too damn long and there was nowhere for you and you couldn't go? Has that ever happened to you? That's every Have you ever allowed yourself to be that in a situation as a grown man? That's every compelled party. Compelled to be somewhere at a party you couldn't leave? That's every party my wife has. Her family doesn't go home. They, they, they party till 4 or 5 in the morning. All right, that's a little bit different, but not really. So we'll stay with that. We'll keep that energy. Isn't it a powerless feeling? You're like, what am I doing? Why am I here? I'm a boy, Damon. I want to go home. Why am I here? I'm a grown-ass man. I got the keys. I should just go home. Your boy Kunta found himself in a situation like that this weekend. He was at a holiday party and the shit went on the shit started at like 7 what time did Kunta leave the party? 2 it's a long time man it's a long time so here's some shit that I saw while I was at the party ladies Especially you ladies that like to dance. You dancing ass ladies that love to dance. What's the point of wearing like the most uncomfortable ass shoes to be on your feet dancing for literally three to five hours? That doesn't make any sense. It seems irrational. What do you think about that? Women who know they're going to be on their feet doing things they don't normally do, wearing the most uncomfortable shoes they could possibly find. Uh, is it for us? Is it stupid? What is it? I feel like beauty is pain. Fuck them. But it's just dumb. Okay, that's fine. What about when they start complaining? <laughs> I already said fuck it. I don't, I don't. I just tune it out. This one chick took, tried to take her shoes off. And we were at a club area. And the bouncer was like, no, you, you can't have your shoes off. That's a safety hazard. You ever heard of that, be honest? I've never heard of shoes off being a safety hazard for anyone other than the girl who's about to get uh, ringworm. Apparently it is out here in California. You cannot not have your shoes on in some establishments. So she had to put them torture devices back on, and she left shortly thereafter. <sighs> you know what's the worst part of being at a party that you can't leave? Being surrounded by drunken asses and you yourself are not even buzzed. Have you ever been in that situation, to be honest? That's every situation. I don't get drunk, so I deal with this all the time. On my, on my other show, No Nonsense Show, I constantly have to podcast with two guys that are high out of their minds. Uh, that's a whole other conversation. But in any event, so 
What I don't understand, why do women of a certain age, when they go out, act like they don't have real-ass responsibilities and either the next day or day after, and they're parting like literally an inmate who either escaped jail or somebody who's got a long-ass sentence they're about to start the next damn day. I don't understand that shit. Have you ever been in that situation, to be honest, where it's like, don't we got shit to do tomorrow? Why are we still here? You know what? I go out so infrequently that I've, I often find myself in that situation when I'm going to a place where I have to pay to get in just because... It's been a long time, and I'm, you know, it's not something I do all the time. So, but again, if it's about a party, my wife's family, they go and go and go. Even if I'm home, I feel trapped because they don't leave my house till late. Nah, see, the best thing about being home is what I like to call the breakout room. The breakout room is a room designated in your house for house parties where you have access to, and either no one does or very limited few people do. During the breakout room at a house party, or during when I want to go to the breakout room at a house party because it's gone on too long, I have memes, aka I'm sleepy. Doesn't fucking matter. I don't pee, I don't tell anybody shit. Though sometimes, if I know it's one of those three question mark parties, I may tell one person where I am, and that one person changes. It's like the buddy system. That way, if there's a house fire or something, someone knows to come and find me. So I love the breakout room during the house party. That's the best. I'm I'm known for fucking disappearing at about 9.30. What's a three-question party? You said three questions. Three question marks. The party that goes until three question marks. You ever seen uh, one of those? Yeah. Yeah, one of those. So I'm, I'm I, it's a house party, wheelhouse, breakout room. If I'm going to a strange house where there's no breakout room, I get apprehensive. I don't like it. I get, I get, the, I get the sweats, sweaty palms. You know, I get itchy. It's not good. I like to only go to house parties of houses I'm very familiar with. And their breakout rooms. Any damn way. So, these women. Acting like they are not mama's mamas. Got grown ass children. Are getting drunk off their asses at this party I'm at. There is nothing... That I hate more than a sloppy drunk. Be honest, how do you feel about sloppy, sloppy drunks? I don't like them. In, in fact, when I, I've caught myself being sloppy drunk recently. Not recently, but kind of recently. And I've really hated myself the next day. So I, I really hate others that do it. It's terrible. First off, un- the heels are so high. They're basically fucking stilts. So they're falling on this shit, spraining and respraining ankles. They'll feel the shit the next day. They're talking all crazy. They're cracking themselves up about shit you didn't say. They're dancing all wild and shit and about to bust their ass. So one bitch almost hit her head on a goddamn table. It's it's some ridiculous shit. I just... <sighs> that doesn't seem like fun to me. What do you think? Not at all. And the next morning, there's a payback for that shit. Hangovers? Usually. Over 30 versus hangovers when you're 21 or about around there? Two different ball games. Don't you feel like top shelf versus bottom shelf, it changes that hangover game, though? Uh, see, the problem with being an adult is that you're going to overindulge if that's the game you're playing. So either way, you're going to have a little bit better hangover, but you're still going to be hungover if you overindulged. Yeah. Anyhow, so that was my Saturday night. I was I was sequestered. What time did you get home? a party that I couldn't leave. Huh? What time did you finally get home? Oh, home was about two twenty. <laughs> yeah, that's that. Yeah, I know exactly how you feel. It's like <laughs> what the fuck, man. Those nights. I was ready to go at about eleven, ten forty-five. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. Holiday party. Checkity check. White I, elephant. You ever played the white elephant game at a holiday party? I don't know what that is. That's the game where you uh. Where everybody brings a gift and the gift is is limited to a certain dollar amount. And you can like you draw numbers for the gift, but the next person's number that comes after you pick the gift can steal your gift. So the white elephant aspect of it is that some of the gifts are whack, but they're still within a dollar amount. For example, at the white elephant last night, someone had like, you know, a chartoucherie set 
for like meats and cheeses. And somebody else had like a half a case of energy drinks. Still fit within the limit, but if you don't drink energy drinks, that's a white elephant. I added like a, I brought in this power strip that doubled as an LED light that also charged portable electronics. The amount was 20 bucks. And I kind of am upset I didn't come home with that shit, to be honest with you. What, is, what does that do with the white elephant? I have no idea. Oh. That's just the name they call it. No idea. Games white people play. Exactly. You'd know. Anywho, so... Uh, Cornholes. White elephant. Cornholes another. I, I w- hmm? Cornhole is another. I like cornhole. Of course you do. Eh. Eh. You <laughs> no, know I don't like cornhole. It's, it's too late. You know, I, no. I tried to, to, to hype it up, but you jumped out there. I'm not throwing that, that bean bag. I'm not, who cares? No, it's like horseshoes. No, no. That's you, the next thing. No, you had an emotional reaction to cornhole, and now you're trying to reel it back in. Because I you're, want to. Because you realized how white that no. was. <laughs> I, I want to like cornhole. I mean, you got this is like a tel, tailgate central. You're tailgating. You've got the cornhole thing and like your team of choice, your home team. I mean, it's something to do, but I'm just not with the shits. I'm just, I'm just not. I, I played once, literally about 16, 17 years ago, and I haven't played again, and I don't want to play again. Yeah. I mean, I'd like to. I'd like to be a guy that says, "Hey, let's play some cornhole." Smirk, pause. But no, no, I'm not. I'm not playing that shit. I'm not. Anyway, uh, so. Came home with a hydro flask. Not really a knockoff hydro flask. You know what that is, be honest? Nope. So the white elephant that my wife won was a... Basically, it's a it's a double-walled water bottle that goes about 20 ounces. One of those frou-frou, pinky-out water bottles. Right. For, uh, a certain French person named Reginald probably has one. Or a few. Yeah, it's a millennial shit. So that's what that was about. Oh, be honest, really quick. What's your view on people dancing with your wife? Go. People, by people, I mean guys. Go. Oh, I'm not a fan, but it's not the worst thing in the world. No, I'm going to knock a motherfucker out. I mean, are they touching dancing or are they just dancing across me? Yeah, no, no, touching dancing. Oh, hell no. I thought you meant like just. Yeah, no, I'm about to knock somebody all the way the fuck out. (laughs) No. That almost actually fucking happened. One of the drunk bitches uh, eggs some dude. To try to dance with my wife. My wife's a dancer. I don't, I was like, don't let the fucking suit and the pocket square fool you. I will <laughs> knock you the fuck out. Ain't no bumping and grinding, man. Fuck that. <laughs> I thought you meant just it like. It wasn't bumping and grinding. No, but, no, no. But it's like, what the fuck? Wrong, wrong. That's how you get fucked up. <laughs> but okay, so do That's you think I, it's your responsibility to say something? I think it's my wife's responsibility. Oh, we had that conversation. You ever have like a solid victory against a spouse? Oh, uh, all the time. No, I mean like a real solid victory, like no comeback. All the time. Like a, you're right. Okay, well, see, here's how I feel. Sometimes I feel like um, significant others will try to come back just because they don't want to accept that they lost. And I count, I consider those as solid victories too. When you're just saying, oh so- no, I'm gonna have, a, I'm gonna get a comeback probably at some point. Uh, between now and Wednesday, right. I was probably going to try to try to uh, sneak in, save face comment. Right. But I already have what I need. Okay. I already have what I need, which is a solid victory of, of the situation broke down in a way that can't be broken down based on rules established low the many years ago. But doesn't that, doesn't having a, a marriage between a man and a woman, of course, I'm not talking about any of the other types of marriages we have these days, but, uh, you know, the marriage between a man and a woman, I think that if you don't have more solid victories than your woman in arguments, then you're not really in a marriage, and it'll probably dissolve soon. Yeah, nobody agrees with you. I think it's oh, okay. pretty well established that happy wife, happy life, and as a result of that, that put to you this way, back when King Kunta was on that black Jesus steez, he knew a, an African priest by the name of Father Patrick from Nigeria. Father Patrick said, Keys to marriage. Key, two keys to a great marriage. Number one, your wife is always right. Number two, if ever you think your wife is wrong, slap yourself and refer to rule number one. Major keys. 
Okay, so to a successful marriage. Two, two, I don't think you follow that at all. Be honest, I don't. Two things I have to say about that. First of all, is Father Patrick is a is a Catholic and therefore can never marry. So he has no fucking idea. Is he though? No, he has no fucking idea what How a you, marriage is. He? I don't know, man. You see, Nacho Libre. Nacho was ready to risk it all. Okay, so we're talking about a movie now. Father Patrick. No, no, no. This is real life. I'm just talking about another priestly situation where, you know, they're not. Father they're Patrick not has never. Eunuchs, or they, they're not. The parts aren't gone. Unless they're gay, they still like women. But he hasn't felt that pussy because he's a Catholic priest. So that's a get get out of here with that. First, first of all, off, you don't got to be a virgin to be a priest. I don't know what his life was before he turned into the priesthood. Second of all, um, you are assuming that my wife isn't happy with me having solid victories. She wants a man that can have solid victories, and therefore she knows that it's a good thing when the, her man has solid victories. Every now and then or a consistent clip? It would need to be consistent. That's what I'm saying. If if it's not consistent, then why is she with me? <laughs> For guidance? You know who you sound like. Prince Reggie? <laughs> exactly. Prince Reggie, friend of the show, recently celebrated a birthday. <laughs> Happy birthday, goat man. He's still not 25. Prince Reggie <laughs> oh, man. That segues to, my, to, to something else I want to talk about. Be honest, don't lie to the people. Do you dye your beard? No. All right. Did you think I did? Uh, I didn't know. Oh, okay. Why'd you say don't lie? Because uh, I needed you to be, to give your unadulterated... Because we're about to get in the trust tree. Trust tree time. Okay. So. <sighs> I got a lot of grays, man. Okay. Like, no, like, like, like a lot. Okay. In my facial hair. Okay. Like 10 years more than I actually am a lot. You about to wash that gray right out of your hair? Nah, I'm going to have to do that thing. This is the French Reggie episode. I'm going to have to do that thing you told French Reggie to do. Remember? You told him how he could look like he was a successful black man in the ATL. Oh, you mean the uniform? Yeah. Yeah. But the uniform requires, you know, uh, you be, you, you do something with your facial hair. Bald face. Completely bald, except for eyebrows. Exactly. Yeah. So that's what I'm going to do. Because I look at least 10 years older than what I actually am. Yeah. This was confirmed to me by one of, uh, by a gay guy, you know, at the party that was, that was horrible last night. So you got hit on by a gay dude? Well, uh, actually, no. the, the opposite I told of him about on. it. And he couldn't control his face, which showed me he agreed with me when I told him how old I was. He didn't know how old I was. <laughs> he couldn't control his face. <laughs> no. So I was like, oh. Because see, one thing that gay, gay men are great at is sucking suck dick. On, on all things aesthetically, they're going to tell you what they fucking think. And so, yeah, his facial expression told me, oh, shit, this is my own. It's like the guy that's got the horseshoe baldness, but he can't afford to have the, the new hair procedure that Dion did and that Brian Erlacher did. Right. And that LeBron can't seem to fucking get right. What the fuck is going on with LeBron's head? I don't know. He's got enough money to do whatever he wants to. He can get a new head. It's still fucked up, but it can't be those lights. I mean, Deion Sanders is on a goddamn football show every week, and he, you can't see his shit, and Erlacher is out living his best life. Yeah. Anywho, so, yeah, man, that's what I'm left with. I'm going to have to shave it all off. I don't know how I feel about that. So, I so give me some give me some kind words for your boy, man. Prop me up. You well, hear me knocking, let me in. I don't know that I don't know that uh well see here's the, the crazy thing is that my wife wants me to have salt and pepper. She's been been she's like Nah been, nigga ain't no pepper, it's just salt. Don't you understand <laughs> what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I don't know, man. I don't think there's there's I honestly don't think there's anything wrong with dyeing your beard. I see so many guys who I know have gray hair and they look really good though. They have they've dyed I'm their not hair. Doing this shit every other day. It's not every other day. I mean, there, it's just something you do. I think you have to do like a weekly or every two weeks or something. I'm not really sure. But they look really good, though. They look really young, and they look, you know what I'm saying, they look, you know, really alive and stuff. So I don't know that it's necessarily a bad thing to die. I don't know how fast right, your quick, facial hair right, grows. Quick, quick aside. So my dad used to do that shit, and then one day he shaved the thing he was dying, his, his mustache, uh-huh. and the skin was like at least like four colors Lighter than the rest of them. Oh, wow. That could have been the mustache, but probably also the bleach or the hair dye. No, it was the mustache covering up. The, the, the sun wasn't getting to his lip. If you say so, man. I ain't trying to be that dude. So 
Tomorrow morning when I wake up, I'm shaving all this shit off, and maybe I will look, I don't know, 36 or so. So when That's when, when then do you let it grow back? What age What age will you say, okay, I'm the right age to have gray beard? What, what age is that? Uh, probably mid-40s. So you're going to do this ball face thing for 10 years? Nah, man, not 10 years. I'm... I'm I'm only a year or two under you, man. <laughs> oh, okay, so you're okay. I thought a you were like years, man. I thought you were like five years younger than me. Okay, fine. So a couple, maybe 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 three or four years max. And I'll be like, all right, this is who I am. Yeah, but the but thing right is, now, that you said you look ten years older fuck. than you right now. You look, you said you look ten years older than you are right now. So why would you not wait ten years to stop? I don't know, man. But I can't be looking like this. This is fucked up. Yeah, I feel you, man. It's it's it part of being my spirit. It's part of being a dude, man. We we have it harder than we than we have the ability to say we do. Yeah, man, it's fucked up. I don't want to have to dye my hair, dye my fucking facial hair. So it's like, wow, I don't really have a lot of options other than shave the shit. So it is what it is, man. I'm not a good That's- I'm not a good person to talk to about this because all of all of my friends, everybody who's my peers, they are either bald because they shave their head bald because they're losing their or receding hairlines or whatever, or check. Or they're they've dyed their hair or shaved it all off because they're graying, and I've I've got like three beard hairs that are gray and like maybe two hair on, hairs on my head that are gray. And I'm 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 sorry. That's I because those are astounding genes. It got fifty percent of the god gene. That's why. <laughs> Listeners, you'll have to go back and figure out why that was a timely and on point joke uh, about black on both sides, where nothing is black and white. Except be honest, <laughs> right? Um, I feel right, I feel man. for you, man. I'm sorry that that this is a, a a crossroads that you're at. Hopefully, you'll be able to find some peace in it with the new ball face. Well, hopefully, I'll look rich, like he told French Reginald he'd look rich. That's, also, that's uniform. Yeah. Also, well, the uniform is my is my uniform. Um, we was in a slack room earlier today, and I think some feelings got hurt. You see that? I did see that. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't um, respond to it. I just waited until I could do something about it. So I, you know, I want to use my little time here and say, "Hey, man, um, there's a friend of the show. I'm gonna give him a shout out, Nathan Nice. Mr. Nathan Nice hails from Seattle, Washington. He's lived an interesting life. He's like a light skinned Tyler the Creator. I'm sorry. He's like a hmm." I'm going to take that back. He, no, I'm going to say this. In his mind, he's a light-skinned Tyler, the creator. How about that? That works. Um, He's got a podcast. You should probably check it out. Kitchen Couch. Shout out to my boy, Nathan Nice. SoundCloud. Be honest, isn't affiliated with it right now. This is all King Kunta. Showing him some love. Listen to it. See if you like it. Whatevs. That's all I'm going to say. No rebuttal. We're golden. Okay. Um, <laughs> what do you want me to say? That that's pretty much it. It's not. It's yeah, not but, about what it's supposed to be about. <laughs> this show, show is not about. Look, you know, Nathan Nice has got. You know, he's. You know, he's a millennial. You know, he's he's light skinned and uh, he he likes to do. He likes to. He's very open minded about trying new things. But I've asked him every six months. I have to ask him. So when are we going to get a show about food? The whole idea of the kitchen couch was supposed to be about uh, the foodie who's not bougie, and he was going to have people on the couch that talk about different recipes and food and what you know different styles and what region are you from and what's your food of that region, etc. And I've yet to hear a show. Wink, about- wink, hint, hint, <laughs> nudge, nudge. Maybe you should do that shit. <laughs> I've yet to hear an episode that's about food. It's, it's, they're not bad episodes. They're just not about food. Wink, wink. Hint, hint. Nudge, nudge. Message. So, I, I'm okay, I'm going to move off of that. Nathan Nice is the little brother of uh, of, of Rare Sonnets. You know, we, we fucks with him pretty heavy. We support what, him and what he does. And I want him to feel the love. Absolutely. And, and so, you know... Uh, Maybe somewhere down the line, we might talk to Nathan Nice on his own podcast. Maybe, you know, so you guys have to tune in for that whenever that may be. But right now, there's enough of nonsense. We need to talk about a crisis uh, that's happened. Be honest, I'm going to have to issue an apology and take back what I said about the border and the issue regarding the quote-unquote immigrant caravan. Is that an apology to me? 
as an apology to uh, anyone that's a fan of civil rights. I mean, it was a from the hip <laughs> comment I made that was devoid of any research into what exact into exactly why those people were there and where they came from and what they were trying to do. Speaking of which, who are these people and what were they trying to do? Be honest, do you know who and what they who who they were? Where they're uh, from? They're Hispanics and they were trying to get killed? No. These are a combination of Hondurans and Guatemalans. Hondurans and Guatemalans who are fleeing those countries under fear of violence and persecution. That part's important because what they're trying to do is not illegally cross the border. Were that the case, then I would stand by what I said. For example, these are simply Mexican nationals trying to cross the border. I wouldn't revise my, my comment, but that's not the case. What we have are individuals from two countries that are racked with violence and are largely controlled by organized crime, drug lords, etc., seeking asylum in the United States. That's a huge difference. When someone seeks asylum in the United States, there's a set of procedures that should be followed. It's international law, and more importantly, it's American law. When someone is seeking asylum because they're fleeing from a situation of violence, persecution, etc., they should be taken in at the border facility and then processed to see if what they say actually floats, if it's actually true, if they actually are truly seeking asylum, they actually do have a bona fide uh, fear uh, that they are being persecuted under threats of violence, etc. That's what's supposed to happen. More importantly, that's international law and that's American law. And I'm not just going to say that. I'm going to actually quote to you what the actual American law is. Um, so I believe in 1980, there was the passage of, of an act that was about just this very issue. By the way, while I'm looking this up, be honest, what do you, what do you think about what I just said about asylum? Is it all the same to you? Asylum versus I'm just going to sneak across the border and live the American dream versus someone is, is trying to harm me and I have to escape. Any, any difference with you? I, yeah, there's a difference. It's just really difficult to, to prove that. And the problem with this— But there's is, a process, though. They must be processed. Right. And okay, they must be the, evaluated, and someone must ask them the questions and see if it passes muster. That's right. not what's fucking happening. Well, okay, because the, these these details are a little different, though. And what what's happening in this situation is not necessarily that the rules on asylum are not being up, upheld as much as it is. There's a whole lot of this at the exact same time. I don't think that we have the ability to uphold that that rule or that law, if you're saying it's a law, I don't think we have the it's ability. It's only a thousand up. people or so, isn't it? So uh, why is this people, a problem? And we knew they were coming months. for months. We could have sent resources. Any other administration would have tried to have gotten ahead of this and, and sent resources to try to, to try to help with the processing of these people. Donald Trump, 45, ran on a campaign promise of keeping people out. By the way, the name of the American law regarding political asylum. It's called the Congress, uh, it's called the Refugee Act of 1980. Now, a lot of our listeners may be familiar with Scarface. You remember how Scarface got into America? I do. He had to go to the camp. But, but why? He was escaping. Cuba. I'm, a, I'm yeah. a political refugee from Cuba. Yeah. He was definitely. escaping the Batista regime. Right. No, I'm, not, I'm sorry. He was escaping Fidel Castro. Fidel Castro, yes. Apologize. So most of these Cubans that are in uh, South Florida, their grandparents came over uh, under these same principles. I'm being persecuted right. by this new regime. Right. Mind you, they they were a little bit lighter than be honest. Just going to throw that out there. Right. But in any event, uh, so the Refugee Act of 1980 was passed to bring the United States into line with its obligations to protect refugees under international law. 
Now, I'll know, be honest, you're a big America first, America last, America the best. But as a former veteran, you do understand that there are certain accords our country has entered into with other countries for a quote unquote, a playing field, a group of rules, ground rules we agree to. Human rights is one of those. And and so the Refugee Act of 1980 was was passed to formally, to make formal what was being done with regards to the United States being, well, fulfilling its obligations to comply with international law regarding amnesty and people fleeing uh, violence and persecution. This is called asylum seeking. Asylum seeking is not illegal. Asylum seeking is not illegal because when you come across the when you come to the border and say you're seeking asylum, you're supposed to be processed, and then there's supposed to be a determination on whether or not what you're saying meets the criteria. And I apologize, I don't have the criteria for for be, for being granted asylum. Right. We do this all the time. We're not I'm, doing it now because 45 said rapists, murderers, etc. And for him, anything south of the border is Mexico. Oh, come on. I fought for that. I fought for the, the, um, the idea that if someone is in trouble, they can come and ask for assistance. I fought for that. Well, that's not what's happening. Well, I don't, Instead, but, but it's not black and white, What's though. happening at the border now and with these refugees is they're being detained um, indefinitely instead. Well, that's Either what, they're being that's turned away or Cubans. detained indefinitely, that's what and the, the process too. is not being followed. That's what happened to the Cubans too. They were in camps. They weren't. They were. Those weren't pleasant. Those weren't pleasant um, amenities. They were in camps with tents. It just happened to be Miami, okay. so it was warm. But that, that it wasn't beautiful. It wasn't pretty. Even if, if even if you watched just Scarface, you would have seen that. He made it out of. He made it out of there by the skin of his teeth. It wasn't like it was. You know, well, everybody you know I'm black. Of course, I've fucking seen Scarface many times. Not just you. I'm talking about the listeners. But the no. the the idea here that he's calling the people who came in the caravan rapists and he didn't. That didn't happen. Those are those are that's a mush of two different things. He was talking about illegal immigrants. That's and exactly that what he meant to do. No, he I don't likes to keep his base confused. They're I don't one think in the that, same. I don't think that you can say base. what he meant to do. You can't tell me what he meant to do. Okay. Well, he better mean to really be, really, really love Orange at this rate. Let's talk about... Well, no, hold on a second. I want to make it very clear. I fought for the ability for people to come here and say, hey, you know, shit is, is, is bad for me. I, I need to at least be considered. I, I fought for that. I think that that's the right thing to do. And I so think right that w- now the administration, no one's considering these individuals are just being detained indefinitely. And those that aren't being detained are being turned back. I don't think that that's a true statement. I think that's that's a little bit reckless to to even pretend like that's the reality on the ground. Okay, well, let's fast forward. I'm glad you think that, be honest. So let's fast forward to a family that actually is detained by United States Border, border uh, Patrol officials. And I'm talking about a family who had a little girl. By the way, as we record this podcast, it is December 16th. Christmas is around the corner. Um, her name was Jacqueline Call. I'm not pronouncing that right. She was a seven-year-old. Now, when they were detained, her and her family, at the, by the Border Patrol, the records indicate and the statements indicate that Jacqueline had no medical issues, not demonstrating any signs of distress at all. Have you heard this story, be honest? I have not. Jacqueline Call, a seven-year-old, died in United States Border Control custody over exhaustion and dehydration. How the fuck does a seven-year-old fucking die in American essentially border patrol slash police custody. How does that fucking happen? We're going to get answers on this shit. 
Man, look, okay, so first of all, here's the problem. You started this off trying to get like a, a heartstring, talking about us right around the corner from Christmas. No, there's no heartstring. They're only facts. No, These no. are asylum seekers. You know, you don't have any Her facts. Her family you is don't from have Honduras. She, the, That's part of the asylum seekers. The only seekers. fact is that she's dead. You don't know how she became dehydrated or what happened or how she was exhausted. You don't You don't have any of those details. Just the idea, this is your fact. It's right before Christmas, so we should all feel sorry, and a seven-year-old died. Seven-year-olds die all the time. I'm not saying that it's not possible that the, the custody was the problem. What I'm More than a day before she died, Jacqueline, her father, and 160 other Central American migrants crossed the United States border outside of Antelope Wells in Mexico, seeking to turn themselves into Border Patrol agents. Why? To request asylum. The initial screening of Jacqueline revealed no evidence of health issues. During the screening, her father denied that either one of them were ill. I'm just quoting from the records that we have so far that have been released. Yeah, I got you. This denial was recorded on a form I-779 signed by the former by the father. The form was supplied in English, but the Border Patrol official said the agents provided verbal translation, meaning you don't know what the fuck they said. Maybe they did, maybe they didn't. English is not these uh, is not these people's first language. So essentially, at some point, we don't know when, we have this family in custody's father who is being asked to sign a document that he, he can't read that says that he checked in and all was well. So maybe all was well, maybe it wasn't. Don't know. We'll never know. He signed something we don't know. Right. I um. I had a friend, I, I, and I, I'm sorry, I don't remember his last name. Eric, he was a, a friend of mine who was a producer. I worked with him a few times, did a few jobs with him. And um, he was playing basketball, broke his ankle, went to the hospital, got his ankle casted up, set and casted up, and uh, went home. The next day, he died because of a blood clot. So you could say that hospital fucked him over, or you could say, man, it's just that's one of those things that just, you know, it happens sometimes. Humans are fragile, and sometimes they do die. Family sue, be honest. Did the family sue? Family sue. Did the family sue? I don't know his family. I don't know his family. All I know is that he died, and it was all he had was a broken ankle. I I I would bet money that either his family or the or his insurance provider had further inquiries on what happened and made it led to litigation. Well, that'd be ridiculous because what could the hospital do to prevent his his uh, his uh, clot? Has to be investigated, right? But 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 uh, they would require details, not just. Well, she was at fine. He was fine when he went in there, and now he's dead. That's just come on. There's so many things. There's so many variables. All right, fine. So let's go back to Jacqueline. So the two, Jacqueline and her father, were picked up by a bus nearly eight hours after they crossed the border. I'm quoting an article from uh, the Washington Post, by the way. Right. It was here. Jacqueline's father complained the seven year old was sick and vomiting. Her condition apparently worsened over the course of the 90-minute bus ride toward Lordsburg, New Mexico, which the Border Patrol officials claim was the fastest way to get her medical attention. Right. 90-minute bus ride. Right. Her father said his child was no longer breathing as the bus arrived at the station on the morning of December 7th. The girl's fever had reached 105.9 degrees, and, and allegedly agents provided medical care. And revived her twice, revived. Breaking ribs do that. She died 15 hours later at the Providence Children's Hospital, according to DHS, Department of Homeland Security, and consular officials. So that's what we know. Right. We know that in eight hours of arriving, all of a sudden she got really sick and died. Well, no, not eight hours of and arriving. She was taken on an. She was taken on a 90-minute bus ride to the nearest place to get help. But her dad had her walk for eight hours, right? Or at least eight eight hours. No, you don't don't fucking know that. You don't know where they were, how long they'd been moving, you don't know how long they'd been resting. You have no idea. That's not part of the story, and I don't have it. You said that. You said they they were picked up eight hours inside the border. 
but you don't know if they're walking, if they're stationary, you don't know. I don't know, but I know that her dad had her out in the elements for at least eight hours into the country. I don't know if it, if they did it all in one day or one night or whatever. And you have to assume that there was probably some distance but before the border, too. I'm not saying she walked it. I'm not saying she drove Be it. Honest, all, there all are no is, words to capture the horror of a seven-year-old girl dying of fucking dehydration in fucking U.S. custody. Right. What the fuck that's happening at our borders is a goddamn humanitarian crisis under the Trump administration, and we're not doing shit about it. Uh, there are laws. Disagree. We have laws. Disagree. And international laws. When people seek asylum, we don't just say, fuck you. They weren't seeking we asylum, process were they? Them. If they were in eight hours inside yes, the border. they were they, Guatemalan. But they, were, they, were they, Guatemala. but they were not seeking asylum if they were already eight hours inside the border. They were just coming in this motherfucker. That's not the same thing, is it? Eight hours inside the border. They came in the border and immediately turned themselves in. How did they get eight border hours? Border patrol official. You told me they were they picked them up eight hours inside the border. How do they pick them up if they if they turn themselves in? Let me go back. You didn't say that. I'm, I'm I'm just listening to what you're saying. You said they picked them up eight hours inside the border. If they turn themselves in as as a as victims of whatever from their country, then they wouldn't have been walking on some road. They wouldn't have been picked. They wouldn't have been eight hours inside the border. They would have been in the camp or they would have been in custody. They weren't in custody. They got picked up. So if they got picked up, that means they weren't doing things the right way. And I'm not saying that a girl should ever die, but girls do die. Seven-year-olds die a lot. It happens a whole lot. A lot of times it's probably exhaustion and, and dehydration. She might've been a cheerleader. I mean, kids die in, in sports. Kids die all the time. So I don't know that we're going to blame Donald Trump for this girl dying. That's a little Listen, reckless. That's a little here's reckless. That's why you're wrong because they weren't, they had met the Border Patrol when they crossed the border. The initial screening revealed no evidence of health issues. Okay. And at the initial screening, the father and daughter denied they were ill. See, what likely has happened is that. There's no aid being rendered. There's no nothing being done. Right. I watched an interesting video earlier today that I almost posted on King Kunta 3X. Uh, although it's it's my Instagram, it's black on both sides, current Instagram for now, of a Border Patrol agent laughing gleefully, pouring out gallons of water that people leave behind. Okay. White, of course. Okay. So we don't know after they came in and were initially screened in which she was healthy, how they she was treated. How we don't are know you that. Gonna, how, That's how the you, fucking problem. So eight hours after she was initially screened, all of a sudden she's got this, she has liver failure, um, dehydration. We need fucking answers. What the how fuck happened? How are you actually putting together the... Picture a, a fucking picture now. You're saying there's a picture of a of a, a, a border patrol agent laughing and pouring out water. Together. You don't I'm know any of the context. You don't current. know any of the context of that picture. That's ridiculous. That is ridiculous. I know you what the fuck no he idea. was saying. You don't. It's a picture. He said. He said, "Take a picture. I'm pouring this out." Are you kidding? Is this yours? Take a picture. Are you kidding? I'll send it to you. That he said, Actually, "Take a listeners, picture." He listeners, said, "Take a picture." It will be on the King Kunta Three X Instagram. You'll see it. He said, "Take a picture." They got a yep. they they got a direct quote from this guy. They coming real close. Is this yours? Okay. And yeah, because yeah. So you know, these are the people. These are people like this are working word patrol. Give me a not break. all, but some. Give me a break. Um, so, he got quoted as saying, "Take a picture of me fucking these people over." I I doubt yeah. that. I seriously doubt that. That's bullshit. I don't believe that anyone, I will, even a, sir. I I look forward to your apology next week. After it, you it, this there meme. will never be an apology. It's not because, a meme. It's a video. It's not a meme. It's a video. It's okay. not a joke. So the, it's Okay, you said it was a picture. That's different. If there's a video and he actually is saying that, that's not the same yes, thing. Yes, he's, he's saying actually saying that as he's pouring okay. out what is clearly just regular, regular. I went to the grocery store. I bought gallons of purified water. He's pouring it out. Okay, fuck it. Okay, fuck him. You know what I'm seeing? He's 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 he. No, he, it, it's not hidden that he's gleefully doing this, right? And he's only slightly disappointed. He can't think of a reason to arrest the person that's videotaping him. So all he can do is 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 needle that person by saying, get in real close, take a picture, take a good picture of this. Right. Take a picture. As in to dig the nail in deeper. Yeah, is this yours? Is yours? Is yours? Oh, this is just trash. Pouring water out. 
Brand new waters. Okay. So, they enter the country. She's healthy. Eight hours later, eight hours later, she's dying, and we don't know why. Now, the family's attorney... Uh, in a letter to uh, uh, a congressperson, I don't know why, uh, Kevin Yoder out of Kansas, I don't know why the fuck this attorney is writing a letter there unless he's a Republican and he has some connection to the guy. He claims that the child's father said that Jacqueline drank water and ate the food offered while in custody. So I don't know what happened. If she, I don't know how if, it happened. If she was poisoned, then... People need to burn. I didn't say that. I don't know I, what happened. That's I, all I said. I'm saying that. If she was poisoned or there was something done to, if there was negligence to not hydrate her, to not put her on an IV if she, if she really required it, or if they poisoned her in any kind of way, then someone needs to burn. I will give you that. All I'm saying is that. We don't know. Right. And once we know, I think that if it, if it was that, then those people need to burn. But here's already, what we do know. What we do know is that. 45 in this administration oh, has made it very clear if you're not from Europe, don't fucking come here. Yeah, and the, the, sad, the sad part about all that is this is not new. This, is, this stuff has been happening, and Obama no, 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 was no, part no. of it. Bill no, Clinton when was President part of Obama it. was president, the, there was not a zero tolerance policy with regards to families and children. <laughs> it was just now, blinded. It was just blinded from you. You had no idea what was happening. Talk to some of those families that came here before, though. There was not a zero tolerance policy on Twitter, but there was still a zero toler- tolerance policy. They weren't giving a fuck about people crossing the border when Obama was president. That's the ridiculous. That's that's why you always have me supporting, not even supporting. You make me defend that bullshit because you well, put you it in a place. Now, be honest. What do you want to do? What, what do you want to do, do about now? What do you want to do about what? Now what? About what? About the situation at our borders with people who are not trying to enter illegally, but are actually seeking asylum. What do you want to do with those people? What have you done for the past 30 years? I'm going to do the same thing you've been doing for the past 30 years. Nothing, because there's nothing that you have done or are doing right now. It's just, this is just okay, talk. I'm, I'm, I'm going to make you, Senator, be honest. What is no, Senator no, be honest? No, no, I'm not Senator be honest. going to be on this? No, I am not Senator be honest. That's not my calling. If you were, if you could speak to the Trump administration, what would you tell them? I don't have great the answer job. For you. Keep it up. No, not great job. Keep it up. But nobody should have told Obama great job. Keep it up either, because they weren't doing a great job either. This is a difficult problem with very with if many. They layers. were not doing a great job. What the fuck is the Trump administration doing? No, the Trump administration is just being pulled called on the carpet because people hate Trump. That's the only reason why. If they if you hated That's Obama this way, if you if you had hated with, Obama with this way, gassing children. If you hated Advanced. Obama the same way, you would have called him on the carpet for the same shit because this, this has been happening yes, I forever. Would. Actually, I would have. You wouldn't have Secondly, because it was happening. So going back to the show we had about, I don't know, four weeks back, now it's a lot different for me to see you tear gassing people who are seeking asylum. Now it's a fucking problem. Right. So These what, aren't just people who are in Mexico who just decide, oh, shit, Mexico sucks, man. So let's I'm let's, sneak let's in America. That's let's what, not that's say really tear gas. Popping. Let's not say tear gas because that's just one event. Let's they just say hold on, knew, hold on. Be listen, honest. Listen, listen. If you shoot tear gas and it's windy, you gonna tell me you don't, you're not sure what will happen with it? Let's really. Not, let's not say tear gas because that's a specific event. Let's just say wrongdoing to people trying to to get to America and claim asylum. Let's just say that because we're not going to specify just tear gas because very horrible things have happened to people who have tried to get a claim asylum here through many presidencies. All I'm saying is the reason why you are so upset is because it's Trump and because it's in the forefront and because you see thousands of pictures and you hear all these talking heads saying how awful it is. The the difference is... The reason is, why I'm upset is because a seven-year-old girl... You weren't upset about the seven-year-old girls that were dying in the other presidencies. That's what I'm saying. Seven-year-olds have been dying coming across the border. You have never said shit about it before, but now I you're didn't just know about it before. Exactly. When I know That's something, my point. I can talk about something. If I That's don't know point. about it, the problem I can't is say everybody about wants it. to point fingers at this administration. When I'm telling you that the fingers should have been pointed. This administration years ago. has put in place a zero fucking tolerance policy. Tell me where the lie is. 
You can't. I'm so what you, you want to say that Obama happening. did the same shit? Wasn't it's a zero been, tolerance policy? Trump ran on a zero happening. tolerance policy. It's been and he, exactly. He ran on that. So you're assuming that's, that's the exactly first time it's ever been there. The this motherfucker has sent troops real. to the border. That's what we have troops for. Troops no, are here that's to protect not what our we country. Have troops yes. for. We don't troops. have troops for border patrol. We do have troops for border patrol. <laughs> we absolutely do. Not coming across the Mexican. Let me. We you know, absolutely I can be do have a national like, guard. We absolutely Pancho have a national Villa guard. Is not coming across the Mexican border. Okay. We absolutely. So have short a of that, guard. we don't have we don't have a uh, border patrol. We don't have <laughs> troops for border patrol for Pedro who's coming across the border. We have border patrol and national guard for the purpose of protecting this country's sovereignty. And they should. And when asylum seekers seek asylum, they should be processed uh, and, and, accordingly. And you're assuming in that, accordance you're assuming with this country's that, own law and in accordance with international laws regarding amnesty. And you're assuming— Mr. Trump, you're assuming from fucking your, apply the laws of the international court and of this, these United States and process the amnesty seekers. You're assuming that the asylum seekers are all— Non-hostile, and you can't do that if you're. If I'm you're not a, assuming that at all. You I'm are. assuming anyone that that claims or seeks asylum, they must go through the procedure. You're, and in the process of this procedure, we've got a, a seven-year-old girl who's dead, and we don't have answers. Right. So we're talking about one girl, and we're talking about an entire policy. That's ridiculous. You cannot bring the entire policy down to one girl. That's ridiculous. The entire policy promulgated by the Trump administration is zero tolerance. You are still no assuming for Trump in the, in the modern era has ever applied zero tolerance with regard to so asylum. What? So what? A zero tolerance. But if, if they've been doing zero tolerance without saying it, it's still zero tolerance. You're just yeah, assuming no that it wasn't ever. That they've been practicing zero tolerance. It's just always been that way. These aren't new. Pra- Have you heard the Border Patrol officers who are saying this is not new policy? It's just that now you guys are seeing it. Do I need to find that clip for you? Yes. Do I, need, do I need to show you that? I'll show you that. You this do. is not new shit. This is this is the same tried and true thing they've been doing. It's just that now that it's being called zero tolerance and that every newspaper, liberal newspaper in the world is down there to, no, to show how bad way. the administration That's what is. not going to do. It's not a liberal issue. That is it's a liberal. humanitarian issue. It's always been that, though. And then you now pay attention because the liberals are saying it's bad. That's what I'm trying to get you to understand. You're up and you're up and you're, you're asking me. To sit by and pretend like this isn't some some old ass sh- policy. This is not new, and you forcing me to defend fucking Donald Trump, which I don't want to do. But I also can't just sit here and pretend like this isn't business as usual. This is the same old shit. Administration that has said this is a zero tolerance policy that we will enforce. You just keep saying the same thing, but that's not that doesn't mean anything. What well, I'm trying to tell you is this is business as usual. Zero evidence that any prior administration has adopted a zero tolerance policy in actuality. Nope, not, not to zero tolerance. That's just those are just words. Zero tolerance are just words. I'm talking about the actual actions. No, no, no. It's not just words. These are instructions. No, those are the, just to, words. To it's always been this way. It has always been this way. People trying to come across this border and getting caught. Be honest. Where's your evidence? Show your work. I I have the same evidence that you have. All you're talking about is that this administration has zero tolerance and a girl died. That's all you have. That's not evidence. We we've all been alive the last two years and heard what he said. Right. Again, I've got a footnote. We all listen to him. You are allowing the media or whoever else it is that you that you're listening to to show you all these pictures. A lot of those pictures they're showing you were not during Trump's, Trump's campaign, but we're going to pretend like they were because that's what you're going to do. You're going to pretend for your argument and for your outrage that this all happened under Trump. All I'm trying to explain to you is that this is not new stuff. This has been happening. And even though the word zero tolerance, the, the phrase zero tolerance has been added to this because of the, the, the policies that you think have just been put in place, what I'm telling you is whether I say it's zero tolerance tolerance or it, or it don't say it is if it really is zero tolerance it just is that you can call it whatever you want to call it there has been a history of us doing the people to the south of us very poorly treating them very poorly that's not a new thing that's always been that way i'm not outraged at this campaign and this policy i'm outraged that a seven-year-old died absolutely of course but i'm not going to say these people did it. No, these people didn't do it. We are, we are all complicit. All of us, including you. Listeners, we've 
done what we do. We presented two sides of an issue. I feel strongly about my side. I believe Bionis feels strongly about his side. I know Bionis as well as one could from my perspective, being in thousands of miles away from where he lives. He's a very good man. I like to think I'm a good man. But this is where we've come on this issue. What do you all think about this? Is this new? Is it business as usual? But more importantly, what should we do now? What can we do now? You know, we thank you for tuning in. This is one of those issues where we're not going to have a big happy agreement. You're going to have to figure this out on your own. You know, this is the core of black on both sides. Where do you fall? What do you think? How will you use this dialogue that Beyonce and I just had? It's been black on both sides. Where nothing's black and white.